This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, committed to a bright future for all. Learn more at sugaralliance.org. Good afternoon, I'm Ben Nully. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack says the USDA is establishing new programs to pay farmers for COVID-19 market disruptions. This really is designed to to, uh, encapsulate uh, a, a set of decisions made by USDA. Uh, that will is designed first and foremost to help those uh, a bit more than who have already been helped under the previous COVID uh, relief packages, uh, perhaps provide greater outreach to those who might have been qualified for participation in programs but didn't know about them or didn't fully uh, participate because they didn't know how to. The department developed the new Pandemic Assistance for Producers program. The program dedicates at least $6 billion dollars that will put a greater emphasis on outreach to small and socially disadvantaged producers, specialty crop, organic producers, and timber harvesters. Biofuels and producers who euthanize livestock and poultry are also included. Existing programs like the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program will fall within the new initiative. USDA will reopen sign-up for CFAP2 for at least 60 days beginning April 5th. Speaking on the final day of the AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit, EPA Administrator Michael Regan says biofuels will play an important role in the Biden administration's climate agenda. There is no doubt that one component of our climate strategy is biofuels. Uh, The RFS is EPA's primary tool here. And so we'll be working this year to get that program back on track. Uh, More transparency, more certainty in uh, the decisions that we've made and looking at the fuel volumes and things like that. The Environmental Protection Agency finalized a rule Tuesday extending the Renewable Fuel Standard Program's compliance deadlines for 2019 and 2020. According to EPA, under the extension deadlines, obligated parties must submit 2020 compliance documentation by January 31, 2022, and the associated attest engagement reports by June 1, 2022. Read more of Steve Davies' story at AgriPulse.com. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's sugar producers are committed to a bright and sustainable future for us all. This is made possible by America's no-cost sugar policy. Learn more at SugarAlliance.org. The U.S. Dairy Export Council, Syngenta, and the Nature Conservancy are partnering together in a new net-zero climate initiative for the dairy sector. U.S. Dairy Export Council President and CEO Krista Harden hopes the project can be replicated across the country. That we can scale resources um, for the adoption of best management practices and feed and forage production and feed efficiency. The plan is to launch in one or two sites across the the U.S. later this year, but with a plan to really scale and expand um, across the country over the next three years. So this is something we've been talking about for months and months. Syngenta CEO Eric Fearwald says the company brings full capability in seeds and crop production products, specifically in dairy feed products. But we also bring our agronomists and digital technology to provide advice to farmers about best practices for sustainability in, in this program. And then we have tools for data collection and reporting that's really important because we've got to demonstrate that the the dairy farmers are doing these things so that they can get rewarded for it. The Nature Conservancy Chief External Affairs Officer Lynn Scarlett is glad to see the agriculture community coming to the table to improve the climate. Agriculture, as we all know, and including the livestock sector, is critical 
to stewarding our natural resources for the health of communities and our planet, and to meet the climate stability goals of the Paris Agreement, significant emission reductions will be needed, including from dairy and beef cattle. Scarlett argues dairy and beef cattle account for 65% of the livestock sector's overall emissions. Lawmakers are working to pass the first child nutrition reauthorization bill in over a decade. They hope to build on the expansion of access to federally funded meals used during the pandemic. The most recent child nutrition reauthorization bill, the Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act, was passed in 2010. The Senate Agriculture Committee is scheduled to meet tomorrow to discuss child nutrition programs, which include things like the National School Lunch Program and the School Breakfast Program, to name a few. Read more of Phil Brasher's story, as well as the latest agriculture, trade environment, and regulatory news at agripulse.com. In Washington, I'm Ben Nulling.